1: They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. He a whole burst through it. 20 Step to tackle. Runs left. 25 stone and feet.
3: 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back. Number 29.
1: Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker. A high school quarterback. He's going to throw. The fake is on. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones needs the tackle. And the Rams have won
0: the Super Super Bowl. Super
1: Bowl. Super Bowl.
0: Talk radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart.
4: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams Defensive Back, Michael Stewart. And we're back for another episode of the show. It's been a hot minute, took a little bit of a break, getting, getting life back together after that huge Rams Super Bowl win. Mike, how are you doing, man?
3: Man, I am doing outstanding Big D C and Ram Family, Ram Nation and everybody else. Uh, man, it's been a good couple weeks uh still basking in the victory of the big Super Bowl. Actually a lot of things are picking up here locally. Uh people are trying to call. Hey Stu, won't you come over here and talk to us? Oh really? What people <laughs> would that be? Well, it's just you know, there's some local organizations here in town that I've I've had great relations with in many years uh going back to my days of actual playing so you know it's just timing is everything as they say so be doing a couple speaking events here later in the month and next month so yeah pretty cool
4: does that that have anything to do with that you're a member of a friend an alumni of a franchise that has now just won the super bowl or is it just the michael stewart name
3: Ah, well you know it's a little bit of both and so mm-hmm. uh everything works well and works in its due season so uh yeah we'll have some good time and uh, it's been good to, to somewhat be back home for those types of things uh getting back uh, re- reacquainted with some of the faithful Ram family from years ago so it's always good to uh you know just go hang out and Rub elbows, shake hands. And now that they're, I think they're pretty much going to do away with the mass mandate, uh, even though certain signs of things are still hasn't improved that much. But I think they're figuring it out that, hey, we got to be able to live with this without being shackled and
4: scared. So, yeah, there's a price yeah, you man,
3: pay. So I'm excited.
4: So, how, you know, I got to ask this question because you're living there now. By the way, you're living there. So, how has the city of LA taken to these Super Bowl champion Rams? What do you What are you seeing in terms of the response by the fans, and just the people out there in general, to their team? Well, one of their two teams, but we'll say it's their team because the Chargers don't count for anything. You know, what is it really taken like, in terms of an impact? Was it made? It, is it making more of an inroads in, in building this fan base up, or what?
3: Well, I think so, but I I, I think still with the the notion in the drum that's always been, you know, a, a new, not so much of a noose, but a weight on an ankle with everything out here with so much going on. I don't know that the fan base and I'm saying not the main fan base, but extended fan base, uh, really knows like really what happened to actually come back. Uh, and within a few years, you know, have a couple Super Bowls under your belt. But especially this year, winning it in your home stadium, which is rare in of itself. Uh, but there's been a lot of of hype, and, you know, we'll see going forward. As you know, good things always come to an end. You would love to say, hey, we may have a run like the Bill Belichick era or the Cowboy era or the Niner era or the, you know, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, when they were winning, or the Steelers, I mean, as well. Uh, so it'll be be interesting to see, you know, what goes on because, you know, the fan base can get a little fickle.
4: Yeah, and I have some questions about that too because even when we move on past this next segment, we're going to see just how many changes have taken place on the coaching staff alone. And that doesn't even extend to the, the Sean McVay rumors. When I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about, is it even possible in this day and age to even have a dynasty? Exactly. And, and we will say, well, the Patriots did in the last 20 years. I mean, yeah, I think this is close to a dynasty to come, but things are changing a little bit. And I want to get into that with you, especially because I don't, th- I, I, you know what, I don't think Sean McVeigh is long for this one, man hearing the, about the well, near the Amazon offer and anything, I don't yeah, think I mean, we how can expect can that long for it.
3: If you can literally go and just talk about something that you've done for a number of years and that's all you have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is he going to watch some film? Not really. Everybody else watched the film and they gave him the notes on it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're throwing around some real jack, as they say. Yeah, that's the word. Some for
4: cheese, my first time. <laughs> definitely
3: some jack cheese. A lot of it. Some cheese. Uh, I'm like, man, I need to get my podcast game up. DC, we need yeah. to go ahead and you know really make a push and maybe. I think we are teacher, teacher I think I, what say, I think is hey, happening
4: is for us. I think you and I. I think I think what we're looking towards next year. By the way, here's a, this was not something we've talked about, but we're looking. You know. Other podcasts out there, and we gotta give credit to the ones who've done this, have moved to video. I think we're on the cusp of doing that as well. And when that happens, we'll let you know. But we gotta take our podcast game to the next level as well because this is a competitive world. And if you can make a living in media, why not take a shot at it? You know, so you know, for and that will go to shopping event. We're gonna talk about that in a moment. We'll also talk about the coaching changes overall. Before we do, I wanna encourage you to hit over to Apple. And leave a five-star review. It's been a while since I asked you to do that. Please subscribe. It's one of the best ways to help our podcast grow. And don't forget that we are available on almost every podcast outlet. All right. So real quick, just doing it early today, knocking it out. Let our sponsors who just
0: love talking to you get that word with you. Here you go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
2: Coaching staff changes. We knew this was going to happen, and in the past, it's been a worry.
4: You We've seen it happen time and time again. We've seen, oh my gosh, who's who's gone? We, Greg Olson left a while ago to go to the Raiders. By the way, he's back now. Um, go, Going to Tennessee, Matt LaFleur. We lost Zach Taylor to the Bengals. We lost Brandon Staley to the Chargers. This McVay coaching tree is crazy. The Brad Holmes and the GM of the Lions, who I think, by the way, I don't know if you've noticed that the Lions have done a good job with him over there, taking with him a couple of other coaches as well, Harry Pleasant being one of them. And all of a sudden, this Rams, well, this McVay coaching tree is just expanding. It's really the Shanahan tree, but it's really expanding through McVay. And now, offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell and tight ends coach Wes Phillips have now left from Minnesota, and they are going to the Vikings. I think they'll do pretty well there. But here we go. Once again, the coaching tree, the coaching carousel, and that's why it was nice to see the the Rams re-sign Henderson, Eric Henderson, the defensive coach, to a four-year extension. So at least they got him locked down a little bit longer. But, man. Mike, just seeing those guys, so we're going to talk, talk about the ones they hired, by the way. But just seeing O'Connell and Phillips and Wes Phillips, the tight ends coach probably did not get enough credit. We found out how much depth the tight ends had in the postseason when everybody got hurt. I mean, the tight end stepped up big time and credit has for to Wes Phillips for that. So, Mike, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, you know. Everything happens now so rapidly. You don't have these tenure, you know, again, I date myself, uh, but when I signed with the the Dolphins, I mean, their coaches had been with Coach Shula, some of them, 20 years. And so, and a reason for him, uh, you know, leaving the game was he wasn't willing to make certain changes. I believe they wanted more or less on the defensive staff. And he's like, hey, man, I've done my time. I'm out. And so but now it's it's almost like you go work for somebody to get the next job. And if you do well, you're pretty much guaranteed you get to move up a position. Um, That's why it's so kind of crazy with the whole like the enemy and, and, and some of these coaches that haven't seemed to be able to go to that next level from an OC standpoint, especially if you have a Super Bowl under your belt. So. It'll be interesting to see how all these changes can gel. I know McVeigh was really, oh, we're going to repeat. And it's like, okay, McVeigh, you might want to go look at, again, all the changes that are going to happen, not just on the staff, but on the field as well. And you've been saying it now for over two years that eventually the Rams are going to have to take their medicine. And I think we both would agree that this was a year that <clears> – <throat> You know, if they were going to win the Super Bowl, this is probably the one they needed to do it in. Because come this off season, as we'll see, not having to pick and 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 well, Need and McVay are not even going to the combine. So, I mean, that
4: didn't bother them last year. Though they didn't go last year either. My my thing is this, and one just to clarify, my thought process was they have a two year window, uh, and really they were building towards next year. So, in my view, they wanted a year early. Does it make it? It doesn't make it, I'm not there going to win too, because now they're going to have a target in the back. And here you have these staples. You know, O'Connell and, and Phillips have been staples on the staff now for a while. So you, now you're bringing in a whole new group. And the group they're bringing in, well, one example is Leon Cohen. He was a former quarterbacks coach. He had, well, He was a Kentucky, University of Kentucky, offensive coordinator. He's coming back to be the offensive coordinator for the Rams. They're also bringing back Greg Olson, who left for the Raiders a couple years ago. Um, his role is not yet known. Oh, and bat, running back coach Thomas Brown is actually being added further responsibilities as a pre- – uh, this is in Ramswire. They're preparing him for a one-day offensive coordinator role. So, you know, right there alone, you're seeing offensive changes. And I, and by the way, I like the fact that they're the, – some of these names we know, Cohen and Olsen, they've been there before with McVay. It shouldn't be that big of an adjustment. Thomas Brown moving up, get more responsible. that's good. They also hired the Broncos' Chris Beek as their linebacker's coach. And I think that's solely for Von Miller, by the way. they got to try and keep Von Miller. So there you go. They also hired Jeremy Springer as their assistant special teams coach. So, I, you know, these are a lot of changes. It wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise if they had more changes. But, you know, honestly, Mike, we have seen this team every single year get raided. For new coach hires, front office hires, and they still come back and win Super Bowls. Win,
3: when- yeah, I mean, and and you got Edgerow Everall is also leaving to be the beat DC at at Denver.
4: Yeah, uh, so yeah, I, so I miss him. but
3: but yeah, getting rated and having to make those adjustments, but again. Uh, It seems Coach McVeigh has done a real good job along with the front office and getting guys that can quickly gel, if you will. Mm -hmm. And again, when you have enough talent in the cupboard, it's a lot easier for guys to come in and be able to coach that talent to a degree, you know. But it's just tough anytime you get a new coach, you know, as much as or how much acclaim they come with it's still an adjustment period because every person has a different personality. And you know, DC from teaching, you know, some kids, you just automatically, they gel with you others it takes a little bit more time. And then some just kind of don't really come in the room, even though they're in the room. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I think the the, the advantage they have though, is people know that, Hey man, I'm in the
4: NFL. I have a job to do. And so I need to get on board. The amazing thing in all this is that the Rams, I think, generally got the, the people they wanted as replacements. And every year they seem to find a way to adjust quickly. And that's why I'm not so quick to criticize. I mean, you, you and I have talked about this. Numerous times, and I've been much quicker to, to criticize. But uh, what I learned with a Super Bowl victory here was um, they've earned the benefit of the doubt. They've earned it. They've earned the benefit of the doubt across the board. We've seen them take their lumps. We've seen them make some bad decisions over the years, and every team does. I think sometimes that gets lost in your own, in our own kind of myopic view of the world we live in. We look at our team and think, okay, they're messing this up and this up and this up. We forget that the thirty-one of our teams are messing stuff up too, because no team is perfect. Even the best, the best, aren't perfect. So I'm, I'm giving they they've earned the right to benefit of the doubt. And quite frankly, I'm much more comfortable with the with the coaching changes that have taken place this off season, knowing who they're able to bring back into the fold, bring in the fold, extend the fold, than I have in, in previous years. You know? So, and, and honestly, we've been on Raheem Morris's case left and right, and he really changed my mind during the postseason. Like they finally got that defense together, and without that defense in the in the Super Bowl, <laughs> the team's in trouble. So. He, he earned himself, in my view, a second year. And I'm excited to see what he can do now with a full off season and building a roster around guys he wants, you know, or rebuilding a roster, just honing in the roster a little bit. So, uh, you know, I think that the Rams have a good chance of being better than they were this year. The only problem, targeting their back. It's, it's hard to repeat as a Super Bowl champion. And the odds aren't good. They're not good. Target on your back. It's going to be tough. Ask Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. And the thing is, one, you have a target just because you now are Super Bowl champs. And then, two, you also have a target. I always felt that we had a target being in a Ram uniform just because it was the L.A. Rams, you know, a team that at that time and still now has a great reputation. But who doesn't want to live out in L.A. to a degree? You know, Mm -hmm. some of us like a little slower, but. As far as opportunity, weather, all the things that come with being part of a team that's in L.A., you get that being in that Ram uniform. So all the perks at the restaurants and so on and so forth. And, you know, I can't imagine it now being a Super Bowl winner. Oh, that's Super Bowl such and such. It don't matter if you was a a equipment guy or the water Mm -hmm. boy, you're going to be able to get some perks. Do you think
4: you think the Cooper Cup ever pays for a meal again in the L.A. area? Well, knowing him,
3: he's going to pay because he's going to want to take care of the wait staff and things like that. But I'm sure there's going to be plenty of places that would just love to have his presence in the building, They're, no yeah, doubt. They,
4: he'll pay because he wants to, not because he has to. They're going to be like, okay, you, we don't you eat for free here, and he'll be like, yeah, oh, we, we
3: got you on this one, Coop. Yeah,
4: <laughs> but yeah. Could, you know, the, Aaron Donald, will he ever have to pay for a meal in California again? Down there in L.A., I don't think so. I mean, these are guys who will pay because they're, they're men of integrity, but nonetheless, they wouldn't have to. Nah, nah. So overall, Michael, I'm just trying to say that I don't really think that the the issues right now for the Rams in terms of coaching staff are a problem. Like last year losing Staley and other guys to Detroit, man, plus all the, the contract changes, phew, Man alive! All that dead cap they took on—I thought for sure this team was in trouble. Even with all the cha- all the the guys they brought in, I was like, "Oh my goodness, they're in trouble." I, I never thought that the team would gel the way it did after that seven and four, going from seven to one and seven to four, and they proved everybody wrong, including us. We had our we had our doubts, so I, I think they've just earned—they've earned it. They've earned the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to criticize the staff moves. I like the staff moves. And I think the bigger concern is going to be, moving on here to our next part here, Sean McVay. Because how long do you have him? We like to criticize Sean McVay when he makes bonehead calls. But overall, he's a fantastic coach. And now you have Amazon reportedly offering up to $20 million a year for five years. He chose to stay with the Rams. But you know, at the parade, he said, run it back. We're staying. So we're running back. Well, if that's the case. And why is he even having a conversation with Amazon two weeks later? Well, you know how that goes. It's run it back until something
3: like mm-hmm. run it to like. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Sure. He's like, whoa. But my understanding is, you know, the Rams are stepping up their game. I didn't realize, and maybe I'm just naive or not paying attention. I didn't realize he was already making 8.5 a year or so. I'm sure they're going to sweeten the pot. Well, they did. They gave him a raise. Yeah, so uh, it, it must have been enough to to keep him. But, you know, I think he has football in his blood. I think he knows that he always can go to the booth. He won't always be able to go coach another NFL team. And it's a lot like a player. A lot of times when they go, hey, man, you make you, you sure? I remember when I was talking, you know, I called Jackie Slater. And I said, hey, Jack, what? He's like, hey, well, you know, Stu, I understand, you know, but, you know, this and that, just make sure you're sure because it goes when it's over, it's over. It's not really any coming back. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm ready to move on. But, you know, there's a little bit of a transition period. And I would imagine someone like him who's worked his way up to coach one of the premier franchises, got a couple of Super Bowls under your belt. Mm -hmm. you got a lot of years left. And, you know, I don't know, maybe he has a goal to be one of the best and, and get 10 Super Bowl rings. I don't know. But when they're throwing 20 million at you just to talk about a game that you can do that in your sleep, I don't know. That's kind of hard to turn down.
4: Well, I just look at it this way. If he was one of those guys who wants 10 Super Bowl rings, he wouldn't have been talking like he was prior to the Super Bowl when they call him, you know, kind of on a hot mic there. And I, I honestly think, and people don't get mad at me. I mean, I'm I'm reading tea leaves here. I'm seeing the fact that he flirted with Amazon. I'm seeing the fact the conference, the words he had before the Super Bowl. I don't think he's long for L.A. I think we need to enjoy this guy while he's there, because I think the end is coming sooner rather than later. Why? He's in his 30s. He's getting married. They're gonna have. He's gonna have kids. And I mean. Everything we know about Sean McVay is he is up there in the morning and he's one of the last he leave at the end of the day. He's a film junkie. He's a scheme junkie. This is what he eats, drinks, and lifts. And this is how you burn out. And I don't think he wants to burn out on a new wife down the line here. So I think he's in it to try and run it back. But when that opportunity comes around here sooner rather than later, he's going to the booth and he'll make serious cash there. And then when he, when his kids are old enough again, he'll still be young and go back to the, t- the sideline if he wants to. His legacy will be he won a freaking Super Bowl, the youngest guy that ever won a Super Bowl. He'll get a job somewhere. The only problem is what he's given up is he helped build this organization. He's got the system in place here. If he leaves, it's not like he can come back to it and it'd be the same way it ever was. Like, he's going to be gone. So, you know, I think but don't be surprised if Sean McVay is gone. I don't know how soon it'll be. But I don't think he's long for the reigns. I think he'll—we're talking, you know, two, three years in peace. He's gone. He's go, and he'll take a job where he can work legit forty hours a week and you know spend time with his wife and his you know potentially kids. I I just don't see him the way he's talking being around this franchise for much longer. And so we just need to enjoy it, enjoy the stability oh, he's brought.
3: No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But you you hit on a good point not a good point, really a great point is this is how life goes, right? You a single guy, you have no problem burning that midnight oil to and fro. When you're out maybe on the dating scene, ah, you know, I'm just kind of dating. You're still going to burn it. But once you lock in and now you're talking about being married and being young and having a family, you can hear from when he spoke early on he talked about what it was like hanging out with his dad. So I would imagine Sean McVay, if he gets married, he's going to be all in just like he is with this. And that changes the landscape on, yeah, man, I'm not staying here all night. I'm going home to see my wife. I'm going home to be with my little ones. So absolutely two or three years, he could be married. If you have a little one, a one and two year old, you may be able to get away with it. But as you know, Derek, as fathers, you can't get time back. So he's a guy that seems like he's going to be all in. I'm sure he would be all in with family being with Amazon or Fox or whatever. One of these other sources gives you a lot more time to be with family. Many people thought Bill Cower would come back after a year. Oh, man, Bill. But Bill, once he was out for a little while, he figured out like, yeah, man, this is a lot better for me and my fam.
2: Especially
3: and if he, his wife passed. Yeah. And so he just like, you know, and that was one of the things, Jimmy Johnson, everybody thought, oh man, no way, Jimmy. But once Jimmy's mom uh, had passed, I think it was, and he kind of like, you know what? I need to really start taking some time to enjoy life. So I think a guy like Sean McVay, obviously, again, that's real money that changes you know, historically down for generations, you know. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I'd agree that, you know, we, we need to enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, the great thing is he's built up a situation that the Rams are a place and a destination. If you want to be a coach, come over here and you can move on up and go on to the next thing. So
4: yeah, they, that's they, been,
3: I think, a plus.
4: They have built a good, I mean, they've built a winning culture there. When we learn more and more about how the Rams are functioning as this Super Bowl approach, you're talking about how Cooper Cuppets is on the office and he basically is mentoring all these receivers and et cetera, et cetera. The things they're doing to win there are things many other teams, as far as I know, aren't doing. They've built the winning culture, they've built the winning program there. All they have to do is find the, the right coach fit. And I'm saying all they have to do is hard. <laughs> it's hard. You got to find the right guy. And I was just thinking, maybe you could tempt one of these, if he leaves, maybe you could tempt one of these guys back. Maybe you can tempt Matt LaFleur to come back. Or, you know, maybe even given the Chargers being the Chargers, you can maybe even tempt Brandon Staley to come back. You never know. I just look at it and go, enjoy what you got, enjoy every moment you have in there, and expect that sooner or later it's going to happen. And even like John Madden, John Madden left, he didn't come back. There are a few coaches out there that I can think of off the top of my head that came back. And one of them was, um, one of them was Dick Vermeule, Dick and he did win Super Bowl after coming back. And the other one was Chucky. The other one's Chucky. And we all saw what happened to Chucky. Chucky came back and was doing okay with the Raiders, got caught in that scandal. And now if I'm him, I'm wishing I never left the ESPN. I'm wishing I stayed there and just kept my show. And, and no one ever bothered me again.
2: And so... You know, he's, there's no way he doesn't look at those factors. Like, if if Chucky had stayed at ESPN with his show, and it was a good show, by the way, he's still making
4: money there. He's not out of the league. He, he can't get a job now back at ESPN.
3: Well, it'll be interesting to see. I think the time somewhat can heal but with twitter and everything hey man let me show you this tweet he did let me show you this so maybe not but i think he left for all the reasons as you stated that sean McVay could do he still was young enough to get back in and coach Mm -hmm. for another number of years uh and they gave him the the money they gave him the power and everything he needed to leave the booth uh but absolutely when you talk about uh you know, safety and just hey man, this is gonna be guaranteed you can kind of just do this until you want to retire from here. Yeah, I think he was on his way to you know becoming that second John Madden with the quarterback school and things. You know, Madden, you know, built up the whole uh sports games and gaming, and you know, boom, there, there he goes, you know, <laughs> voice and so. Uh, Yeah, but it's just interesting now with the whole idea, the interesting thing about the Amazon deal, you have to look at a guy like Jeff Bezos and you just look at how he's turned trying to sell books into this really this online retailing con- mega business that now is into everything else. So that money that they were talking about from Amazon, that's real money. They were going to be able to do that hands down. So if it's that this year, let's go with your three year. I'm going to go with your three year approach or possible suggestion. Uh, what would it be in three years? You know what I mean? It's,
2: yeah, it's, I, it's I, be-
4: I honestly think if I
2: honestly think he's gone after next year or the year after. I'm thinking one to two years. I'm serious. Well, I, I think certain things.
3: If he won another Super Bowl, for sure. But I think what's going to happen, I think he's going to get that itch, and he may try to chase down Bill Belichick, man.
4: He may just want to do that. You know, I, I don't see it. I just don't see it. He's already talking that after one Super Bowl. And honestly, listen, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. This game takes a lot out of you, and you can make better money analyzing the game for a network than you can coaching it. Because he's never going to make coaching what he can make being on TV. Troy Aikman just got paid seventeen million dollars a year from ESPN to announce games. Dude, I mean, I know as a, as a player, you you will, can definitely make that. You would never make that coaching. Seventeen million a year. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's
3: uh it, <laughs> yeah. You're not going to make that coaching. But who thought the guys would be making upwards to close to 10 mil a year or more? That that wasn't thought of, you know, years ago. But now coaching salaries are creeping up there, uh, being in the tops. And then you got this thing of a guy named Nick Saban, who keeps rewriting the record books on how much you can get paid. And we saw Harbaugh was able to court a couple NFL and Michigan stepped their game up. So I think what happens, it goes back to, you know, what the market can bear. And yeah, right now we don't see that they're going to be paying guys that much uh, loot. Uh, But when you take it all into consideration, who are you going to take 10 million To be up and have to deal with cuts and salary caps and people booing you and, oh, man, we lost a guy to injury, which is tough. When you have these relationships, when you can literally go and almost from your home, hey, man, I may have to fly to a city to do a game. Hon, I'll see you in a day or two, you know. And so that's just a a situation that in many cases, it's just unbeatable with that type
2: of money. I mean, it is, but that's what, I mean, right now, there's also the stress levels that go with being an NFL head coach. There's the expectations of being
4: in LA and and leading that franchise. There are so many different stresses that
2: you don't have if you're up in in the booth, you know, calling a game. I mean, there's just no, honestly, you You have, this is going to sound really bad. In my view, you have to have something really wrong with you to choose coaching over the booth. Now, I, I don't mean that in a mean way or horrible way, but in terms of
4: you are such a football junkie, such a competition junkie, that you will endure the stress, endure the excitations, endure all the eyeballs on you for less money. And you can go up there and be your suckers. Sean McVay will be a fantastic analyst. He won't just be a good one. He'll be fantastic. The way his mind
2: works, the way he remembers every little detail, he is going to kill it in that job, anywhere he goes. So, I, you, you get what I'm saying? Are you with me on the, I mean.
3: Oh, no doubt. That's what I kind of was trying to say, that there's way less stress of being in the booth one two days a week as opposed to you're up all night you're worried about coaches who've gotten into it with someone or you know did our plane you know get in on time and you know do i got to deal with some other thing it was covid and trying to work you know what i mean it's just yeah so the stress stress level goes super far down and so when I look at a guy like Michael Strahan, wait a minute, Strahan, aren't you the head dude like on the Today Show now or whatever you're on? Why are you still going back and forth you on these games with those guys? Well, you still can get paid over there
4: as well, mm-hmm. and you still he's got all that free money. time. You know what I
3: mean? So hey, man, yeah, hey, I'll be honest. He's
4: making shows. bank, man. He's making bank without putting the hurt on his body. He's not, not putting. All. He gets a sleep, a full night's sleep every night. I mean, these guys, uh, if you're a show, I, I don't, please, oh my gosh, you're playing, man, there could be a w down Debbie Downer. I'm just being realistic. Like, if you have this opportunity, you take it. And I wouldn't blame him one bit. I wouldn't be angry. I'm happy for the Super Bowl. I'm grateful for the five years he turned. He has turned this franchise around. He and the organization turned what was
2: one of the worst franchises in all the NFL around. Nobody wanted to play for the Rams. Nobody did. They were not a destination franchise. They turned it all around. Well, think about it. I mean, you relocate
3: to here, you know, went through the years in transition. He gets the job. He instantly makes them relevant. And then they're real relevant in the ball, ball follow short. Now we're in this one, win it. And so, uh, when you look at it from just an overall perspective, it'll just be interesting to see. And I guess he's not going to tell us his total game plan, but yeah, is he more of wanting to be really a coach or has he at a young age fulfilled all the things that he wrote down on his bucket list or wish list that he wanted to do in coaching? Most of them may say, yeah, man, I want to eventually become a head coach, win a Super Bowl." Okay. Now that I've done that, what do I want to do now? you know but being so young and with so many other opportunities remember chuck noel and john robinson how much money would john robinson had made if there was opportunity to do this he was one of the great speakers a little bit of a little john madden in him you know and oh, though yeah. he you know but he went back to college coaching
4: but he had coaching he should have gone he should have gone to the booth you would have been great you at
3: know it. Again, but if these types of opportunities would have been around, how about a Don Shula? How much money would he have commanded, you know, going to the booth, you know? And so, and maybe he had opportunities like, hey, man, I've coached, I love coaching. And, and, and maybe he didn't want to go to the booth at his age. But in this day and age, when they're throwing around 15, 17, 18, 20 million a year, yeah, that's a lot of, <laughs> You gotta,
4: yeah.
2: Because, you know,
3: again.
4: you
2: know who'd be great in the booth? And I've told him this too. You know who'd be great in the booth? Jim Everett. He would have been great in the booth. That guy is so personable, so talkative, so common sense when you talk to him about football.
4: He would have been great in the booth. But I wonder why he never did it.
3: Honestly. Well, I, I think he, he has some things because, you know, he had a family. Uh, I want to say his kids are. For well, grown four. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and so I know he's done a lot more over the years, at least with the Rams and some of the, the speaking things, where it looked like, okay, well he's definitely going down that road. But yeah, it just depends, you know. Some people I know Jim had a lot of a number of off the field things he was he was doing and, and you know, some guys maybe like being a little bit more behind the scenes. Uh but mm-hmm. I don't think if certain opportunities present themselves, he would
2: turn it down. Oh, he would have been great. He would have been great at it. Um, all right, so quick true or false. Are you ready? You ready? Let's do it. Quick true or false for, for, before we roll out of here. True or false? Aaron Donald was serious about retirement talk. True. Why? Oh, for sure.
3: The same things we are talking about. You're in the middle. You're getting banged around. And you remember last year, the just dismay he had when, you know, he got kind of banged up and couldn't finish up that game and they lose. He's just like, man, really? You guys couldn't pick me up for one game? And then even this year until things kind of started getting going, and for him it's like, okay, man, I'm cool, but we keep bringing in new coordinators, new this, new that, you know, I know you guys probably are trying to work around the scheme, but yeah, I think that was real in the sense of, again, when you, you've done things, you know, it's kind of like, well, what else can I do? And sometimes you just want to leave on a high note as opposed to dragging it out. Then it looks like, you know, as they say, your legacy gets tarnished.
4: See, I think it was false. Do I think he was thinking about it? Yeah. Do I think he mentioned to a couple people, yeah. Do I ever think he would seriously do it? No. No. This guy eats, drinks, sleeps football in terms of the preparation he puts in, the work he puts in, the effort he puts in. Everything he does is top-notch. And the guy is as competitive now as he was in 2014. He wants to win. And I don't see him walking away at the opportunity to repeat for a Super Bowl. I don't see him walking away when he's just now I mean, he's etching his name in the Hall of Fame as a first battle Hall of Famer. I just, you know, a couple more years. Because sooner it means he's 30 now. Sooner or later, he will lose that first step. And when you, when you lose that first step, you realize you couldn't be as dominant as you were before, and you were never a big of a guy to begin with, then maybe you start thinking about it. But he's still prime right now. So I don't see him seriously considering it just yet. year from now? Two years from now? Oh, yeah. I, I don't see him being a guy you play till he's 40.
2: I don't. I'm maybe mid-30s, if that. So there you go. So, DC, real quick. Yeah, where are where
3: are the Rams located?
4: Los Angeles.
3: Los Angeles. How much opportunity off the field is there for him? All kinds. Yeah, All But kind. it's
4: going to be there for him. Well, it's it's going, going to be to there for be him.
3: There. But you also know we see him as not slowing down. Again, we don't know what it's like. You know what he's doing to have to get ready for the Mondays because again he's not Jalen Ramsey out there playing on the wing. He's getting hit. Triple team every game, all game. So when you talk about just the physical, you know, pounding that it takes, yes, is he preparing his body? Yes. Does he play lower than most people? Yes. Does he handle himself? Yes. We saw him put his hand around some people's neck. Hey, guys, don't you don't want to do this? And you woke me up in the Super Bowl. Thank you very much. And then I played out of my mind. So but again, guys get to a point where they've accomplished whatever's on their list. And then it's like, hey, man, it's time for me to move on. And he's a guy, I don't see him. He'll move on to whatever his next is. And he it'll be like, yeah, I played football and it'll
2: be cool. So that's my take. Yep. Guess what? That was I have my take different. <laughs> so we disagree. All right. All right. True or false? Von Miller resigns with the Rams. True. Why? Oh, simply because again, you're now in a better situation. Well, I don't know if it's a
3: better situation. He put a lot of years in. He did put that tweet out, like, oh, I love Denver, you guys, and all that. Okay, sentimental, cool. But you've won a chip. Now you can actually work out with. The man, Donald, Aaron Donald, that'll be his workout partner. I would imagine this offseason. And just think how much bigger, better, and better he'll be next year to put
2: himself back in the talk of first ballot Hall of Famer. True or false? Is he signing back, Bob Miller? True. I say true. And why?
4: Why? <laughs> well, you're... <laughs> I mean, he got really close with Aaron Donald. There, He got really close with, you know, with OBJ. I just think that that group wants me back for one more shot. I do, you know, but there's already rumors that Denver will, re, will pursue him. In, and he's already said he lives in Denver. Denver's his home. He just, he just works in LA. Would he turn down Denver to stay in LA and chase a Super Bowl? Uh,
2: that's, we'll see. But if I think he I
4: think in the end he'll choose LA. To get a chance to repeat,
2: that's hard to you know, that's that's rare. He'll have a second chance to do it. So we'll see if he gets that shot. Yeah, that's true. I I All right, folks, it is time for us to go. We need sponsors for the new season.
4: So reach out to us at Rams Top 1945 at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 657-666-5453. We have a ready to get out to you. We had some of our best numbers ever this past fall. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TalkRams and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Rams Talk. You can find me, Derek C Paul at DC Paul and Mike at one 123 on Twitter. Don't forget us on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and all those other places. For Mike and the entire team here at Rams Talk, have a great one. And we are
2: out of here. Out of here. Bing.